2: Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Music City 911. In today's episode, we'll be going over an officer involved shooting out of Los Angeles and a horrific domestic related mass shooting out of Muskegee, Oklahoma. Both of these are pretty difficult incidents. The police shooting, just with overall aspects surrounding it, including an officer getting shot, and the mass shooting, well, it's just terrible. I know it's always implied, but I want to remind you, use your own discretion at listening to this episode. Los Angeles, March 16th, 2021. Dispatchers received a call.
1: Please, excuse me. Um, We have a situation on West 21st Street. It's happening uh, I'm sorry, what's happening? Oh, it's happening. Um, you know what? I have my nephew. He's in the back and I'm not sure he has a baby gun and I want, I want somebody to come in. Please. What is he doing ma'am? I don't know, but he's all drugged up is this in LA or San Pedro. I'm sorry. Are you in Los Angeles or San Pedro? Uh, I'm, I'm, no, I'm in Los Angeles, Los Angeles. See white, black, Hispanic or Asian. He's Hispanic. He's in the rear yard. He's in the backyard. How old is he? Um, he's in like thirty-four. What is he wearing? Uh, I, I can't. I cannot describe him because I didn't went in there with my, my, niece. my niece. I went over there. What's
2: his name?
1: Uh, Jorge Sarda.
2: Portions of that call were redacted, likely for privacy reasons. We hear a woman calling in about her nephew. He's on some sort of drugs. He has what she calls a BB gun in the backyard with him. Not really sure what he's doing, other than likely not acting right. This can present a multitude of problems for both dispatchers and officers. Other than someone on drugs and armed with a weapon, there's really not a lot to go on. The dispatcher then gets units en route to the call.
1: New Unit, 14 men with a gun, in West 24th Street, suspect in the rear yard. All Hispanic, 34 years, wearing a blue shirt for the description, armed with a BB gun, under the influence of narco. Code two incident, 2037
2: Officers start the scene, and while on the way, another caller, a neighbor, calls him with more information.
1: 1-1, operator 326.
2: Hi, ah, yes. I want to report that there's a guy in the
1: property with a gun. Uh, he shot up into the air. My family's in the back house. Okay, what's the address? Uh, it's, it's West 21st Street, West California. 21st? Yes. Okay, can you describe the guy? First, is this in San Pedro or in L.A.? L.A. Okay, and can you describe the guy to me? He is bald. I believe he's wearing a black shirt, and I can't recall the rest. Okay, um. Okay, and um, is this cl- you said it was West Twenty First Street, correct? Yes, it was actually kind of Okay, did you want to leave your name and number? Yeah. Okay, what's your name? Uh, okay, phone number. Okay, I'll go ahead and send the officers out there. Okay. All right. Thank you, you. sir, because he just shot up and he's there. Okay. I'm going to send
2: officers, okay? Thanks. Officers begin to arrive on the scene and are met with the suspect's aunt and sister. From here on out, all the audio will be from officers' body worn cameras.
3: Want any, you don't need anything from us. He's fine. Well, the is, he has a baby guy that's you guys? He's just throwing in air. Yeah, he's trying to scare me when I try to go back to him. I to like like, "Fuck up, like, just try to I mean, it is. Like this. okay but he's never reporting at you guys a friend you no. guys. nothing no. is he mentally ill no he's just high yes just high he's just high it's just like that. i mean if it's his baby gun and he owns it yes. and he's not threatening you guys i can't i can't do anything him. but he's just i mean yeah i can't even do it gonna post it, but uh um, what's his
2: name what you heard there may sound a little confusing Some of the audio, I think, was cut off. There are several officers there, and they're talking with the aunt and his sister. sounds like the aunt initially was talking about what would happen and likely that they didn't want anything to happen with the nephew. So technically, what the officer is saying is true. If he's high on something and just has a BB gun not doing anything, like making threats at people or pointing at people anything like that, the police couldn't really do very much other than a welfare check, which it sounds like they're about to kind of transition into. The officers then call him on his uh, cell phone with his sister's cell phone. And that's kind of where the whole thing sort of turns.
3: George. Hello? Hey, George. Hey, this is Officer. This is Officer signs. You okay? This is Officer signs with LAPD. Are you okay? No, we wanna make sure you're okay. Well we don't we don't wanna go in there. We don't want anyone to get hurt. You're not in trouble. We don't want you to die today. Well well we wanna leave. We wanna leave, but we just gotta talk to you real quick and you can finish your family matters. What can we? Well, I know you want to jail, but I wasn't I wasn't with you. No, but we wanna help you out. We wanna help you out. Oh, he want can you come out and talk to us? Oh, man, he want What's that? not want just, just come on out and talk to us real quick. Hello. Hey, come on and talk to us. So we
4: promise. You're not, you're not in trouble. Look, there was no. Hey, George. This is Sergeant Koval. There was no crime. Okay, but there's people that call and they're and they're concerned. So because they thought that there was so we have to make sure there isn't okay listen you have a BB gun right people thought it was a a real gun somebody called and they thought it was a real gun okay okay I can tell you but you gotta come out first is that fair dude just, just come on out
3: First of all,
4: we don't even want to do that George We're not even concerned About any record Because you're not You're not going to go to jail We just have to We just want you to step out We're going to talk to you We're going to make sure Everything's okay Inside the house And we're leaving That's it I promise you Okay. Yeah. But the longer we're here it gets worse.
3: So, what's that? I promise you.
4: It's, I'm Sergeant Cobalt, I promise you. You're not going to go to jail.
3: Are you there? that good?
4: Yeah, just do me a favor. Just come on out. Just go, Put your hands up when you come out. we got to make sure you don't have anything in your hands.
3: He, he said, "I uh, He said, "I have a real gun. I'm not coming out." He's saying, "Did she describe shells?" Yeah. Okay. Well, he saying, "I'm gonna die today." So, just so you
2: guys know, other officers were talking with the sister while all this was going on, and, and did relay as you kind of heard there at the back end that they believe it, that he has a shotgun, not a, an actual BB gun.
3: My brother. That's my brother. It's her brother. Is it a air rifle or a pistol? I don't helicopter? know. It's, a, it's huge. I know I heard someone. I honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. She thinks. She said it was it's, like the, a shotgun. Because the are this big, and they're round. They're not like. It's. It's. Somebody said it? they're calling it like a shotgun. It's, hey. it's pretty big. Pretty big. Yeah, 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 She's
2: saying she it's, it's a hard. shotgun. No. At this point, SWAT and negotiators have been called out to the scene, and they start to try to negotiate with the person inside, trying to get him to come outside, trying to end all this whole thing peacefully.
0: George, come to the front door one of the windows. Wave your hands at me. Make sure your hands are empty, please. Come to the window. I want to make sure you're okay. We see you earlier at the front window. Okay. George, the police are out here, and if they're not going to go away, they are here to make sure that you're safe. There's a lot of people out that want to speak with you, including your family. Like I said, down the street, she wants to speak with you also. A lot of people in your family want to speak with you. They all care and love you. Can you come to the door or the window? If you want, I'm going to call your cell phone right now, and we can talk over the phone. This is
4: do you want me to take that off so it's not pulling on you? If boring. it doesn't expose you, if it doesn't, all
0: right. I'll take it off. George, I'm calling you right now. George, your uh, phone keeps on going to voicemail every time I call. Is the uh, battery dead on the phone? Is that a cell phone? I need to know so you and I can speak. Can you let me know? Oh, yeah. uh, hey George, I know you can hear me. Your aunt's down the street, your cousin, your entire family. Listen, the police are not going to walk away. They're not going to just leave until we make sure that you're safe. You come out. You cooperate. Let's talk. You can talk to your family. You can talk to me. We can figure this out.
2: The negotiators even took the time and effort to record a message from his aunt to play for him to try to get him to come out.
3: Thank mm-hmm. you.
0: Come on, please. Is that what he said? That's what he said. Well, what did he say? He go in the corner. Way, They're very concerned. They love you. Your aunt
4: really
0: the you. at the corner. All the yeah. street What yeah. now yeah. waiting yeah. for you. in the he
2: the aunt just kind of reiterated exactly what was happening there and what everybody else was already saying that they were there they care for him they want him to come outside they also said that the police would not do anything to him if he just come out just all this stuff that had already been said to him and had continued to be said afterwards from start to finish when they were there they got there initially the police officers and they were there for about four hours and at no point was he cooperating with the police at all four hours of negotiations with this guy that just did not go anywhere so at that point they couldn't leave this guy there he's high he likely has an actual real weapon and he has fired it they can't just leave him there i'm not saying that they would have arrested him necessarily if he would have came out but they would have had to probably detain him for a little while to get him straightened back up or whatever they may have had to arrest him i don't know but they had, they couldn't just leave him right there where he was. So at this point, the SWAT team tries to come up with a plan and implement it, still trying to get him out safely, as safe as they can anyway. The next little bit of audio we're going to hear is from one of the SWAT officers that's actually there on the scene and has moved up to a corner of the house where he's actually at. They've positioned themselves on one of the corners and using that as cover just in case he comes out of one of the doors, which he ends up doing. I will probably leave the microphone on during this little bit so I can tell what's happening in the picture there, in the video.
3: Suspect,
4: Steve, Steve, let me see your head! Get off the air! Suspect's coming out the two, three corner of the door.
3: George, see your head!
4: We around.
2: That was one shot fired there by the suspect. You good? Hey, we yeah.
4: suspect. Right. Yeah, I got hit
1: Roger. I got hit in the vest.
4: You got hit in the vest?
1: Yeah. Right,
2: in the vest. So we actually shot the officer in the chest, but he had a vest on.
4: Rodney got
3: hit in the vest. Come out your hands up!
2: Suspect is fired again.
4: You want me to take your place? No, I'm good. See him,
3: hey. Do you see him? I can't
4: see him. No. Rodney's good. Rodney is good.
3: Rodney Williams. He's good.
2: They're saying to repeat the gas plan, so they've, they've already tear gassed him a couple times. He shot again. The suspect shot again. Even after shooting a police officer, that's the officers there shooting the tear gas from a little tear gas shotgun. They're still trying to use less lethal, even though he shot a police officer.
0: Ronnie's down. Look was him down. Look was him down. Ronnie's down. Ronnie's down.
2: And I'm going to stop the actual recording right there. While I was talking, the officer that's standing up the the very corner that was initially saying, I can't really see him, he gets in. That was the one that actually got shot in the chest. And it just, I guess it bounced off of his, his plate carrier that he had, his bulletproof vest. This time, the suspect did shoot him and hit him in the face. He fell down initially. He, he initially fell down right then and tried to kick himself back a little bit. And the other officer was there. He got on the radio saying the officer's down, grabbed him and started pulling him back to safety. All the while he's bleeding pretty heavily out of his out of his face. And I'll go ahead and play the uh, audio of him getting shot again, just in case you didn't hear it the first time.
4: What do i do it from here. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Ronnie's down. Ronnie's down. Ronnie's down. Rodney's down. down.
2: That's him dragging the officer back further to safety. What's up,
3: Have to be running. The have it, Have it, Mary come to site side two one west of the location.
2: So they're likely to, there towards the end. You heard a round of fire that that happened. And that was another SWAT officer that had taken a position in a, in a neighboring house up in a window that had kind of a look over where it was happening. He couldn't see everything, um, but when this all happened, the suspect came out and gave an open shot, and this SWAT officer took it. Here's the audio from his body-worn camera. <laughs> That's the tear gas being deployed again.
4: Hey, officer down, officer down. Running out hit.
2: They're still shooting tear gas in there at him, even though he's shot an officer.
4: So, yeah, hey, don't fucking move. Don't move! Don't reach for that rifle! Down. Do not reach for that rifle! Is he down? Yeah, he's down. Suspects he's down. down. Suspect's down. Do not move! Be advised, we have suspect down on the ground. Do not move! You go for that rifle, I'm going to shoot you again!
2: At that point, the... Other SWAT officers moved in and secured the suspect's weapons, which were a shotgun and a pistol and took him into custody. Unfortunately, he did not make it. And I do say unfortunately, because I don't want to see this happen to anyone, but also realize that this is something he completely brought on himself. No one else forced him to do this. The police overall gave him more than enough opportunity to end the whole thing peacefully and he apparently didn't like those options. The officer that was hit was transported to a local hospital and treated where he was released later on. The video of all this will be linked in the description of the episode. And the next call we'll be getting into, it comes in a little bit over eight minutes long, and as I said, it's kind of a hard one to listen to. I'll go ahead and kick that on right now.
1: 911, please fire ambulance. Hey, I really uh, need the ambulance. We want to make sure it's for the I'll hang up. Ambulance is the telephone number you're calling from? Uh, I don't know it. Um, On my phone, I see 918-871-1736. Does that sound familiar?
3: Hold on, 1-6. Okay.
1: So uh, This is the ambulance service. What's the telephone number? I am the Okay, what's the address where you need the ambulance? 903 Indiana Street. Okay. Georgia, I've got help coming. Just repeat that address to make sure I have it right, okay? 903 Indiana Okay, you said 903 Indiana Street? Yes. Okay, tell me exactly what happened. I um uh I can't I'm in contact right now. Okay. Well, I've got a lot of help coming to you, okay. You're gonna hear silence for just a second while I get everyone started, but don't hang up. I'll be here. Okay. Hey ma'am, are you alone? Hello? No. Are you alone? No. My Kids I miss my... have been Who has? My kids. All right, you're going to hear silence for one more second, okay? Don't hang up so I can update them. I'm still here with you, okay. How many, how many, people, are many people are how many people are hurt? I don't know. You don't know, okay. Help is already on the way, okay. I'm dying. I see. Yes, ma'am. They're already on their way. The questions won't slow them down at all. They're with me. well when, when did this happen? Yeah. No. Is the assailant still nearby? Can you hear me? Is the attacker still nearby? Yes. Okay. Is there any serious bleeding? I don't know. Okay, that's all right. Again, they're coming as fast as they can, okay? All right. What part of the body was injured? I don't know. Okay, no problem. Is there more than one wound? I don't know. I'm hurting. Okay, they're coming I in I do I'm here. All right. I'm, I'm... one baby. All right, well, I'm going to stay on the I'm line I'm okay. baby, okay. I don't hear my other kids. You don't hear your other kids? i screaming. How many kids were there? I have eight years. You said eight? Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, who what's the name of the person that did this to you? I think Okay, say. You don't know his name. I can't I know his name okay. Okay. Well, they're coming as fast as they can, okay? Okay. I'm still here with you, okay? Mm -hmm. Is is the person still there with you? Ma'am, can you hear me?
0: Yeah,
1: I'm here. Okay. I've got a lot of help coming to you guys, okay? What's your name? Okay. you uh, okay? Hmm. In the ambulance to help you now. Stay on the line. I'll tell you exactly what to do next. And you want to hear silence for just one more second. They're coming, okay? Coming as fast mm-hmm. as they can. I'm still here with you if anyone needs anything, okay? Mm-hmm. How's everyone doing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. All right. Well I'm still here. Mm-hmm. I won't leave you until someone is actually in there with you, okay? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Here. Hmm.
1: Doing okay? Are you still with me? I'm here. Okay, they're coming as fast as they can. Okay, and I'm still here. as fast as they can. I'm still here with you. Just let me know when there's someone there. What's her name? What's your mom's name? Okay. And then what is your name? Remy. You said Remy? Brittany. Brittany, okay. Brittany, what's your last name? Anderson. Anderson, okay. Can you tell me your birthday? Seventy-nine, nineteen ninety. Okay, ma'am, I'm going to let you go now. The officers are going to take care of you okay no worries. They're, they're getting ready to call you on the phone okay. And, okay and they're going to call from a private or a blocked number so make sure you answer okay mm-hmm. i'll let you go so they can call you okay.
2: audio on this call wasn't the best it was hard to understand on a lot of it i did what i could to boost it and kind of tweak it a little bit but even that it was still kind of hard I believe part of what was probably the actual recording, but some of it might've been because of either the phone that was used or where the phone was that to me sounded like it may have been laying somewhere on the victim, but it's kind of hard to say. The initial person we heard on the phone with the dispatchers was the suspect, a Jaron Pridgen. He's 25 years old. He's accused of entering the house of his brother Javarian Lee, who was 24, shooting and killing him, as well as shooting five children and their mother. The children's ages ranged from one to nine years old. All of the children that he shot died. The mother, who he heard on most of the phone call, who was also shot, she did make it. She was transported by helicopter to a Tulsa hospital and did survive, but had initially life-threatening injuries. Three other children inside the house were unharmed. This all happened in the very early hours of February 2nd of this year in the small town of Muskegee. It's a town with a population of about 40,000, located around 50 miles southeast of Tulsa, Oklahoma. After police arrived on the scene, they found the suspect still there and still armed. At some point, he ran from the police, and police actually fired at him, but they missed. He was detained later after a short foot pursuit. The details past that are pretty sparse. No one knows exactly why he did this. He was known to live off and on at this house with his brother. Investigators are leaning towards mental illness being the strongest motivator, in this is two years ago he was arrested and convicted of assault after throwing a chunk of concrete at a woman. He was said to have been on probation for a term of three years after that and underwent a psyche vow by the state, which broadly stated that he suffered from a mental illness. Unfortunately, further info at this time is unavailable due to the ongoing investigation as well as sealed court documents. The Muskegee police have said that the suspect in this has been extremely uncooperative, so we may never know the exact reason why he did all this. Before I go, I want to play you a clip from a good friend of mine in the podcast world. Her name is Chantel, and she hosts a show called Lady Justice True Crime out of England. We a part of a couple of the true crime groups on a couple of social media sites and got to chatting about her podcast one day and have really enjoyed the conversations. She's a good woman. She's got a great show. Give it a listen real quick.
1: Hello, my lovelies. My name is Chantel, and I'm the host over at Lady Justice True Crime. Lady Justice is a weekly podcast that covers fascinating cases, both past and present, from around the UK and Ireland. Some of them are strange. Many are unbelievable. All of them are completely unique and are someone's story. So please come join me on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: And with that, I'll go ahead and close out the episode. Be sure to check out the newly released merchandise over at teespring.com slash musiccity911. I have some t-shirts, coffee mugs, masks, tumblers, hoodies, and a few other items available. Run on over and pick up something to help support the show and look good while doing it. Follow on the various social media sites, which will all be linked in the show description. And as always, y'all have a good one.